Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 629 for the week of April 30th, 2022. I'm Chris Purvis here bringing you the week's show on RPG news, some review content, and a lot of news stories about real exciting things. Just the most exciting things. Isn't that right, Kelly Ryan? Um, the Pets DLC for House Flippers coming out next or couple in a couple of weeks. Couple weeks I won't yeah. be around to play it. You will, know. because it will still be there when you come back. I know. Try it on but, your laptop. Chris, Maybe it'll be it okay. It has doggos with hats. It does. And it has kitties. It does. And, and the most unrealistic depiction of picking up a strange cat. Mm. But <laughs> it's a very in a very cute, happy way. Speaking of strange cats, I've got my cats on the on the um, on the camera. If you're watching live at Twitch.tv/RPGamer, where we stream live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern, you can see my two two of my cats. One who's sleeping because a poor kitty has, he's got an eye problem. He's been in pain. Yeah. So he's sleepy. And the other one's just staring out the window at absolutely nothing? Or is there a bird way off in the distance? We can't tell. We don't know with her. Is she hunting or is her mind empty? Both could be true at the same time. Oh, she's just staring at the ghost in the room. But she's looking outside, though. (laughs) Okay, the ghost outside. What are you looking? Okay, she turned her head. Okay, she's alive. All right. Uh, also joining me, Josh Carpenter, who has the strangest cat of all. Correct. I don't know where he is right now. Probably oh, up to no good. <laughs> probably. There's no probably about it. Googling how to cut your brake line? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Thankfully, he can't get to my car. Again, the joke's on him. You probably barely drive these days. Correct. <laughs> Also, the joke's on you. You think he can't get to your car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's what we've been... Uh, that's uh, that's who's on the show. So now it's time to talk about what we've been playing. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I'm making progress in the storyline again. Yay! Also been playing Final Fantasy VI every week at Sundays uh, in the afternoon. We're making progress through the world ruin now. Recruited some people. Got like half the team back. Got to get their other half. So that's going. And... um. I made a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh no. What'd you do? Um, uh, on Thursday night, I was looking for something to play in, in bed. So I, mm-hmm. I bust out the iPad, opened up the Xbox cloud gaming thing. And um, so I've been watching a lot of spiffing Brit videos lately on mm-hmm. YouTube. So he likes to break games. I like to break games. He inspired me. I saw some strategies he was doing. And so I tried to open up Stellaris and do some of those strategies. Turns out all those strategies have been patched, and yet for some reason, four hours later, I was still playing Stellaris, and it's, and it's like after one in the morning, it's like, oh my god, I need to be up tomorrow morning. I made mistakes in my life. And then that, from that there, it still to took Paradox. 20 minutes to get myself to cl- quit out of the game. <laughs> it's like, no, stop, play! <laughs> just one more game and you'll One play, more turn. Right? One more turn. And that that game doesn't even have turns, it's just... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the real problem. There is no one more turn. Yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> There is no stopping point. I'm I'm slowly losing in that game, and I still want to just keep playing. Oh, man, that was a mistake. Oh. Stellaris. It's a 4X game with space. If Alice was here, she would approve. 
Um, I can't remember if I have Stellaris for free on GOG or Epic Game Store. I could have sworn one of them gave it gave it out free. There's the so holidays. much DLC. It's a paradox game, so there's tons of DLC that adds mm-hmm. up to way more than the cost of the base game. So a lot of times they'll give you the base game for super cheap because they know if you get real into it, you're going to want more things. Ah, uh, the first hit's free, huh? But Stellaris also has like this really um cracking popping popping yeah really popping lively steam workshop where people just make a bunch of custom things so you don't have to really pay for things if you find good ones people made for free so mm-hmm. that's an option too but i was playing on the xbox so i don't know what dlc i had because i thought it was just the base game and then i went and did some research the next day like do i want to play this on pc with dlcs what dlcs do i own and stuff and i did all this work i'm like wait a second these features that you say are only in DLC that I do not have either on PC nor via the Xbox Game Pass. I was using those features in the game last night. What is going on? So all this to say that it's what DLC you get in a game that you're playing on Xbox Game Pass via cloud streaming is very confusing. And I swear, at least for Stellaris, DLC that it clearly says it wants to sell me and that I do not have access to, there were features that I was using so I do not understand what was happening, and it makes me very confused. That's all. That, uh, not a very interesting story, but it's what I got for you today. <laughs> what have you been playing, Kelly? <laughs> oh. What, Josh? No, I was just curious how that played on, on console. Better? With a, with a controller. Uh, oh, well, good enough. You know, you know, they did what they can. I mean, that that's the whole point of that version of the game is to be console con- controller controlled. Um, it played a lot better than I also tried Skitty, City Skylines. Oh, that yeah, that one always did, sounded like that would not work well. It didn't. I, I was laying roads at the very beginning of the game and I said, you know what? I don't want to fight with this controller anymore. So I stopped playing that. Um, and Stellaris worked a lot better than that because a lot of it's just controlled in the menus, especially yeah. once you learn how to auto explore um then uh, your science ships can kind of just go and do their thing without you interrupting so yeah it was it's okay um yeah i guess there's a lot less of like oh i, I want a straight line to go you know connect to play oh crap no 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 don't go don't yeah the thing where it would be that. annoying is like f- it coming up with precise patrol routes for your military ships i think but yeah you know i i was i wasn't trying to do military stuff anyway so um, this is part of why I think I was going to lose eventually. Um, yeah, so that that worked okay. Yeah, a lot better than City Skylines, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks because I've got City Skylines on uh, for free on PSN, and I've wanted to try that. The streaming itself, I wanted to say, on Xbox Cloud was like way better than streaming from my PlayStation in my house to the PlayStation Remote app. Hmm. crazy i have way more drops and issues with stream quality with that than with this xbox pass app to the cloud and it's not even a real app it's just a web browser thing and it just worked way better so Hmm. sony holy crap just go license whatever xbox is doing for streaming because it works better than what you're doing (laughs) so much for buying gaikai huh well, I mean, I'm streaming just within the house, so I guess it's not using the Gaikai stuff, but, like, it sucks, and it shouldn't. <laughs> That's all I got for you. What have you been playing, Kelly? Oh, pretty much just nothing but Rune Factory. I've had a busy week, and Rune Factory is my uh, 
chill out at the end of the day kind of game and I haven't really wanted to play anything else. I'm trying to grow giant crops right now. Giant crops? Yeah. So you have to grow, like, you have to grow your crops in a 4x4 grid and then basically feed them, like, giantizer until they turn and merge into one big crop. Does Monsanto sponsor this game, you know? (laughs) Monsanto's. Sorry. Oh. Ag company. Yeah, Sorry. they're an agriculture oh. company that does, yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, um, not quite. I mean, I haven't I haven't really made any progress in the main story other than to finish maybe one dungeon just so that I can try to find um, more ores. Because I'm, I'm up to, like, gold-level ores and I need to find platinum to um, increase my forging, or my, my yeah, forging skill. But it's just one of those things where you, you get in a loop and you give everybody their presents and then it's the end of the day and it's like, well, should I go out forging? No, I'm going to cut more wood because I want to expand the town. And yeah, it, it's Rune Factory. All right. <laughs> it, it's one of those games that it's like you, you would think I would have gotten sick of it by now, but nope, it, it's farming. I'm hooked. It, I, it, I, it just works for you when you're like uh, tired and stressed out. Like you got yeah. this game you can turn off your brain to. Yeah. And I, I've been tired and stressed out a lot this, this week because um, I've, I've got a business trip that I've got to go to the second week in May and it's kind of hitting crunch time trying to get everything ready. Um, I, I had to wash pretty much all of my work clothes because I don't think I've worn them since like 2018. <laughs> well, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Speaking of COVID, finding out that a coworker is sick with COVID, and it's like, oh, lovely. We've got this sales meeting that's coming up, and how how are they going to deal with that? And I pretty much got told just wear your mask and social distance. In other words, they're not going to deal with it. Yeah. How are you going to deal with that? Yeah. Uh, pretend it isn't happening. Oh, okay. So, um, just trust in my vaccine, I guess, and it, it's Cross kind your of fingers. Yeah, it's, it's kind of stressed me out a little bit this week. So the, the farming at the end of the day has been like, oh, God, thank God for this game. Otherwise, I just want to curl in a ball and cry. <laughs> but the good news is that I'll have the week off after the sales meeting. So I'll have that to look forward to at least. Kelly, I oh, found it's... a new channel. Oh, the gaming grandma? Oh, is that what she is? Yeah, I thought that she, I think it's... Anna said that she was a fan of Food uh, for dogs. Us. Okay. She looks awesome. Yeah. The channel name is Food for Dogs. She has this wicked looking knife next to her, which scares me. And her microphone stand on it is, I know what this piece of fabric is. It comes from like an apron. It's the part you tie around yourself from an apron and somehow it has been repurposed. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, it looks like she's doing an unboxing of Rune Factories. So the refactory. I'm five. jealous that she has the Nanobino plush in the background because they didn't make very many of those. Which one is that? The cat? No, the um, the oh the big, SMT. Oh the SMT. Okay. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that no, one the, before. Anna has the other three, or well, I guess she doesn't have the the penguin, but yeah. No, no, the the cat is the Mishi from um Kisaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like the doily too. That's there you go, the lace tablecloth thing that 
doesn't actually fit the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> and and the Morgana, I think that's the Morgana from that collection. Jealous of how clean yeah, right. her kitchen is. Oh, this is killing me. I wish my kitchen was that clean. <laughs> yeah, I wish my kitchen was that clean. <laughs> I've got to turn this off now. It's depressing. So what are we talking about? Oh, you were you were rune factoring. Uh you you married your wolf guy yet? Not yet. I have his heart level up to level nine. I might I think I might be able to give him an engagement ring, but I'm not sure every time I've tried to, he's rejected it. And I haven't had really a chance to look up exactly how to bury people and this game um because usually it's like you get your heart level up to a certain point and then you get an event and they just marry you or mm-hmm. they just kind of start dating you but this has been slightly difficult i i have figured out how to make seafood pizza though which is his favorite food so stuff uh seafood pizza and oh god what else the uh dumplings in his mouth every day to get him to love me because that's how you date Fair enough. <laughs> Dumplings every day. Dumplings every day. Hey, hey, f- feeding my husband good food got me married. He loves my cooking. Well, now I want your cooking. <laughs> I do make pretty good fried chicken. Mm. Legendary, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no, Sorrel in the in the in the chat. Um, the wolf never wanted butter. Everyone else wants to be buttered, but the wolf wanted dumplings. Always dumplings. Yeah, and everybody else I'd been actually doing, because um, now that I have an orange tree in my uh, farm, I've been giving them um, orange juice, which is a little bit less creepy. It's not as fun. No, not as fun. Butter the villagers. And, and, and you know, f- figuring out that um, there was one villager that I gave orange juice to that apparently didn't like orange juice because he kind of got mad. <laughs> as the game goes. Um, hopefully at some point I will have played something more interesting. It's just, it's been kind of a, after Stranger of Paradise and Arceus and Triangle Strategy, it's been kind of a drought, and I don't know what's going to get me excited again, at least until Xenoblade comes out in a couple of months. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot that's huge that's coming out the next few months, really. Yeah, so it was like a really, really good first quarter, and then a bit of a drought. Everyone had to get their game in before the end of the fiscal year. Yeah. I mean, I've got... I've got Eastward on my birthday list, which I might try. Um, I also don't know what I have pre-ordered at the moment. I had the Cowabunga collection pre-ordered, but I don't think that comes out for a while. That That's later the year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I, boy, I really wanted that uh, collector's edition, but not $150 collector's edition for the Cowabunga collection. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to Live a Live. Oh, oh my, yeah, that's this summer, isn't it? Yeah, my my copy of my physical copy of Chrono Cross shipped, so hopefully it'll get here soon. I might boot that up at some point. Um, Be disappointed in the performance. Yeah. I, oh, I've got uh, NIS Classics Volume Two, so I could boot up Makai Kingdom again. I haven't played that one in forever. And you can be disappointed in the performance. Yeah. 
disappointed in performance, but at least somewhat okay with it not being as edgelordy as Soul Nomad was, because some some of the dialogue in Soul Nomad Nomad made me kind of cringe. Mm. It was that era. Yeah, yeah. So now not a, not a lot coming out that I'm really going crazy for. Yeah, maybe some of these other things in your backlog will stick. Maybe. Um, I know that I, I didn't write it down. I did boot up Valkyria Chronicles this week just to get because we were doing a backtrack on it at the end of May. Um, that that game is cute, but it took me a little while to kind of get used to the um, controls, particularly like ending the turn immediately so that people can't still take pot shots at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is the thing on that. <laughs> it's such a weird I I mean that's part of what made it so unique and interesting when it came out because it's this weird mishmash of strategy game and third person shooter Mm -hmm. and so you know you're used to an RPG especially a strategy RPG oh yeah you can just move around do whatever like no not really in Valkyria Chronicles they you know if someone someone has a machine gun and they see you they're going to start shooting at you and they they can kill you pretty quick even if it's not one of those turns yeah, it's like tack tack tack. Oh, tack tack tack. Oh, oh crap! Intern, intern. <laughs> There's uh, all these little things you can do to kind of like, especially in the first game, to kind of cheese it and take advantage of some of the stuff. Like later on, there will be landmines on the ground. You'll be, mm-hmm. you know, like you'll need to pay attention because they can really do a ton of damage and kill your characters. But you, the anti-tank units, the lancers, they have a bunch of armor on them. So landmines really don't do anything, don't do very much damage to them. Um, and so what you can do is like if there's a bunch of landmines on the ground, you can just take your lancer, run them right at the landmine, set it off. It explodes and it will actually shoot and propel them forward. So you can actually use it as kind of a trick to get it, get the uh, lancers to go way farther than they would otherwise be able to in a turn and also get rid of a bunch of the landmines in the in the process. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be, that's some interesting uh cheesing mechanics there i love oh, that there, there were plenty in the first game they they ironed a lot of that stuff out by the time you get to like the fourth game there it's much more balanced you know like uh scouts can just travel they they let them all the different gear all the different classes have different um different amounts that they can travel you know you've got mm-hmm. that action bar at the bottom that goes down as you're moving around and scouts just are able to move like twice as far as anybody else is. So that's why I was telling you the other night, like the, the thing you want to do is like pour all of your experience into scouts early on because they're by far the most powerful unit, the most important unit in the game mm-hmm. because most of the maps are just about capturing an enemy base. So just being able to get across the map really quick and, and get to the base is kind of the key thing because okay. for the most part, you get the most experience and money not for killing enemies, but for actually capturing bases. You know, doing oh, it quickly. Okay. That that makes sense. That that's how you're primarily going to be graded. It's how many turns it takes you to capture the the main enemy base you're after. There are so, a couple of maps where you have to like kill everybody, but pretty okay. much all the maps are like capturing a base. So do do you grind? Can you grind up experience by replaying maps? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't think you're to it. You, you, you've only played the first couple chapters. Yeah, there's You'll skirmishes you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and you will 
you will kind of need to on the first playthrough. And it's, it's kind of the downside of the I've game. I've got a video yeah. up right now, Kelly, about grinding easy experience in Valkyrie Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are certain ones of those skirmish maps where you can really, like, you can just kind of, like, do it with one character and basically one turn and kind of very quickly get experience and money. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, well, I, I want to check out more of that game. Um, cause I, I've always wanted to play it. And now that we're doing a backtrack, it's, it's definitely something that I want to get more into. Um, I do find it amusing that this alternate world war two is a very colorful and just bright on the surface. looks like a happy, fun game, even though it's about war. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all it's missing is shoving dogs into cannons. Uh. <laughs> No, we got a little pig in this one. No, okay. Oh. He, he just rides around in your tank. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever shove him into a cannon. Okay. Uh, um, I need, Needless to say, it's no wonder that they tried to make the sequel a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, like, it, it, it's it's beautiful and it's colorful, but it's, it's also still a very serious game. There's three yeah. sequels, right? Yes. Four. Well, well yes, one of them we don't talk we don't about, talk Kelly. About revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, don't I was, let friends blame Valkyria Revolutions. No, I, uh, I, I know about that. I, because I thought there was the PSP sequel, which was too lighthearted, and then the the other PSP sequel, which yep. went hard two in the and then other, three. other direction. Yep. Two, and, two was the one we got. That was the one that went for the uh, school. You know, that was right after Persona Four got mm-hmm. huge. And and it went hard for the school, and it was a little probably too lighthearted, mm-hmm. and also a little too grindy. And then three came out; it, it tacked back. Uh, the other problem with the PSP sequels is, you know, part of I, I, you know, once again, I don't know how much, you know, like just playing the first couple of chapters, I don't know how much it kind of comes across. But like part of what's cool about this game is like you have these gigantic, huge maps that you're fighting across. You know, it takes you multiple turns to kind of like, you know, slowly push across and force the enemy back and capture their base. And the PSP ones, they had to, you know, in order for the hardware limitations of the PSP, they had to basically chop it up into lots of little bitty maps that were all just kind of stitched together by these little points where you could warp from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And so it lost that big epic scale that it had on the PlayStation. So yeah, those are the the two PSP sequels. The one we got, Valkyria Two, Valkyria Three, we didn't get, but there's a uh, fan translation of, and mm-hmm. then Valkyria Four that came out hmm, three years ago now, something like that on Switch yeah. and that. So you're playing on Switch? Yeah. Oh no, uh, PS Five because oh PS Five, cool. Because I wanted the extra load times. And, mm-hmm. um, you said that that game looks really good on a big TV, and I've got a nice big TV. Oh, I always thought that game that that's the one I've been playing it. Yeah, I've been playing it as well on the uh, Steam Deck because that's mm-hmm. one of those Steam Deck compatible games. And I started playing it because we were going to, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'm sucked back into that like a third of the way through it. Yeah, that's that's a good transition because I was going to ask you how that plays on Steam Deck. It plays fantastically. There is one weird thing which happens with a bunch of Steam Deck games, even though. Like, I've gone in and said it, you know, the Steam Deck's native resolution is whatever, 1280 by 800. It defaults to 720p. 
even th even though I've gone in and set the settings for 1280 by 800, like it still does it. It still displays in 720p. So there's some sort of weird little thing there. So mm -hmm. you've got basically you've got a little extra border at the top of the screen than you would otherwise would. Otherwise, I mean, it plays you know perfectly. Like it it runs really well. I, I think you do lose that. That is a game that you know it was always intended to be played on a big screen TV. You get that, you know, like beautiful where it looks like it's kind of like hand drawn, you know, watercolor art style that's so beautiful. I think that comes across better on a big screen TV, but it does play really well on the on the Steam Deck. Oh, that's cool. Pretty much all of those games that you know, there aren't that many games that are like completely 100% verified for the Steam Deck, but all the ones that do are just run absolutely butter smooth, fantastic. All the ones I played, they're great. And you were saying that 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 version of Hades runs amazing because they um, made a special version just for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Yep. The the Hades version, Hades like you. Just like on Steam, as you would expect, like whenever you load up the whenever you start a game like that, it actually asks you like, hey, do you want to run the DirectX version or do you want to run the Vulkan version that we designed for Steam Deck? I'm like, I want to run the Steam Deck version. <laughs> it's great. It's like, why would you not want to? I don't know. They give you the option, man. It's, you know, it's a PC. We'll let you be dumb if you want to be. Yeah, I can't think of think of a reason not to. Usually, I can, but that that makes sense. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it you know, like the Steam overlay on the Steam Deck works just like the Steam overlay, you know, just like Steam does. So you have that option of either playing it natively, or you know, you can stream it from your if your PC is uh, online and hooked up, you can stream from your PC. You always have that option up there when you mm -hmm. load up the game. So anything that doesn't want to play nicely, if you're at home, you can just, you know, stream it over your network. So if you really need to stream Pyre? Yeah, I guess so. Like I could stream Pyre if I, you know, if I really wanted to play it. Hopefully, I don't know. I haven't dug in. I, I, I would not be surprised if someone has dug in and been like, oh, yeah, if you change these 12 little settings, it will work. You know, the joys of PC gaming. Oh, that's... <laughs> I would love PC gaming if it wasn't so inconsistent like that. I've said that for years. It, it drives me crazy that there's they could be like just one little setting. I mean, that's how it's got to be because it can run on anything. Oh, mm -hmm. I know, I know. I mean, that that's just how it goes. It's just frustrating that sometimes there'll be one setting that you have no idea where it is Josh, or what's causing it. Josh, huh? Alicia is broken in this game. Oh, she is completely. I'm just watching this. They just she. She just heals herself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Once you get later in the game, she just has that thing where she just heal herself. She is 100% broken. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff in the original that's just kind of, like, crazy and broken like that. Okay. I thought that everybody in the game had passive healing. No. But Alicia goes do, from five Alicia... health to full. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So, so all of the characters in the game have what were they called? And now potentials, I'm, now I'm, potentials that can be triggered. And you have to use an order, but you know whatever. <laughs> if you can use the right orders, this one person can solo this map now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Orders become really powerful by the end. Like that's so. So every single time you're you're every turn 
you have, you have so many command points. Most characters, uh, or all the, the the main characters, just cost one command point per per use. The tank costs two to use it. And then you eventually will get these abilities to issue orders. And that's where you can do all kinds of different buffs on your characters. And some of the orders later on in the game are just completely OP. Like there's one order you get where you can basically ignore defense. (laughs) And so that means that then you don't even really need to use your anti-tank units. You can just take your scouts, run them behind a tank. If you use that order that ignores defense, you can just shoot into the radiator five times and the tank blows up. So there's all these strategies that you can use with like combined with leveled up scouts and all the different orders to to do most of the maps in just like a single turn, which is kind of messing with me replaying the game because it's been so many years since I played it. Like I'm remembering all the, the little strategies for trying to do these maps in like one or two turns, but I only remember part of it. So I'll, you know, like I'll I'll do that and I'll I'll get some of my characters strung out and then it's like, oh, Oh, yeah, I needed the grenade launcher and I don't have that unlocked yet. So I can't. <laughs> now I've just gotten my uh, scout slaughtered. And I'm going to have to do something else and fight this map normally. <laughs> oh, man. The, that, the memory is not, not playing nice with me. That did amuse me playing through or doing that first level with the tank and seeing your dudes take pot shots at it as it drives by. And it's like, guys. You're shooting in a tank with a with a little rifle. <laughs> yeah, and see that becomes part of part of your strategy too. Is like you, there'll be these maps which are wide, huge, and wide open, and part of it may just be like moving your tank. You, you may not even really be using your tank to destroy stuff. You'll just move your tank somewhere so that you have something to hide behind, so <laughs> so that the enemies don't slaughter your your regular units. There, it's a lot of I don't know. There's there's a lot of fun strategy in it, even though it's not like perfectly balanced. Because right. this was the ver- you know like hey they were you know they this was the very first one. But they're, all this works in remastered as well, right? Yeah. Okay. They 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 didn't really you know all they did is just make it look good and run on the modern systems. They didn't go back and like retweak the uh, the gameplay. So all the gotcha. all the broken stuff is still broken. Excellent. Exactly. A perfectly yeah. balanced game. If you want a balanced experience, then you play Valkyria Chronicles 4. That's where they've balanced, they, you know, they've dialed back scouts, they've added more units. It's, I don't know it's... that I want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much more interesting and challenging in terms of the gameplay. Oh. But it's not, yeah, yeah. They, they, they not made as it fun. To the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to just take Alicia and run her through the map and, and do it all in one turn. Oh, that's another thing, Kelly. Like, as you get further on, you'll learn, like... I I think that's another thing about this game. Like, once again, just remember, like, almost all these maps, all you're trying to do is capture the one important base. Mm -hmm. So there's that initial feeling, like, you might have with a tactical RPG of, like, oh, I should be careful and I should move my entire force of units across and have everybody, like, supporting one another. And it's like, nah, you don't really need to do that. It's usually just about, like, poking a hole in the enemy defenses and then just running, you know, Alicia or one of your other scouts through the hole, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I learned that very quickly in that in that 
first map where you had to get the guy into the alley and you can use up to three turns on one person. Uh, you can you can do even more than that. You can just in the later in the game, like every single time you use the same character, your your amount of movement points goes down, but you can just keep using them pretty much over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So if you get them in like there, there are ones you know, some of the units do have ammo, like your your snipers will only have uh, will only have like three shots. So you can't just continually like wipe out everyone. But, <laughs> you know, for the most part, like that's the thing with the scouts. They have such amazing the ability, you know, they can go so far across a map and then you can just use them three, four or five times and, you know, really cover huge. But what distance. if they also get randomly double movement? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the orders of that game are broken. It's just delightfully broken. Well, it, it sounds like a, I'm going to have a good time with it. Um, oh, Lord. And this one, she's obviously got you've obviously got the, the orders on where it's like high defense. Yeah. She's just like running through the stage and they're doing like no damage. They basically. didn't even do the potential one on this. So she's not doing the evade crossfire. It's just the high defense literally <laughs> running into bullets. Who cares? Kill these guys. <laughs> occupy. Done. <laughs> like two two you know two actions and i'm done and i've captured this because i, I think over. this is like super early games so they don't have the potential stuff yet so yeah well it's super early game but they have unlocked all the orders probably playing it a second time Ah, okay because you when you beat the game you can just like keep all your orders and all that kind of stuff and and your levels as well so that early game stuff is extremely trivial the second time through Oh, that was the other thing. The uh, eventually you'll like come across these enemy units that will have names. They're aces, mm -hmm. is what they're called in the game. And when you kill them, whenever you kill an ace, you actually want to run over and loot its body. You just oh, have to walk okay. over its body, and whenever you do that, you'll get the special weapon that it has, and then you'll be able to actually equip that weapon on your characters. Oh, okay. Cool. They had all that kind of way. It, it was a it was a such a neat game. So so much depth, so different and interesting. And nobody else has really ever kind of taken the same sort of tack. <laughs> yeah, reading about it, they were wanting to do another uh, strategy game. This was like in two thousand three, but and it was those Sakura Wars guys. That mm -hmm. I thought it was the it. um the uh the people what did the GameCube game. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. I know yeah. a bunch of Skies yeah. of Arcadia people working on it too. Yeah, H hence a couple of the characters from Skies, Skies of Arcadia, of Arcadia characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I lost my train of thought, but they, um, it was soccer. It was some soccer wars people, and they wanted to do another strategy game, but soccer wars had too much lore that they didn't want to have to go into and mess with. So um, that's how they came up with this. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a PS2 game, but then they, uh, the PS3 got announced and they decided to up the scope and bring it to PS3. I remember Very previewing this at the uh, E3 in the hangar. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because, like, okay, what am I playing? Oh, it's a TRPG, but I get to aim my sniper rifle at them? Oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a glowing preview. And they quoted it in one of their ads. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. 
but also now I'm a shill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's what but you I, thought. It's but I, I didn't regret it, like because the game turned out pretty good. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, oh, I... it's never been exactly a huge uh, financial success. For yeah, them, no, critical, it never did. Critical yeah. success. That's why it took so long to get two or three. Well, we never got three, right? So never got three. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I think we got it back with four, right? Like, but I don't. It must not have been that good, huh? Yeah, I don't know how well it sold. Right. You That's know, it's meant, one yeah. of those things we we don't get exact numbers. I know it didn't do gangbusters in Japan, but that's not necessarily indicative of anything anymore. Oh well. I, I do remember when it came out on Steam. It went went crazy on Steam. Yeah that that was the main reason they made four was that it sold a huge number of copies on Steam. Um, like I think it literally sold like a million copies on Steam at like whatever it was, twenty bucks cheap. Yeah. But you know, once again, you don't know with Steam sales. Like, okay, it sells a million bucks, but what exactly? You know, tons of people buy stuff when it gets down to like two or three bucks on Steam. So mm-hmm. how much revenue is that exactly? But that was it. Was, yeah, that was the main impetus for making four. And then I I don't know. Like we we certainly haven't heard any rumblings about another game in the series since. So. Mm. Mm. <laughs> not do, not exciting. Do Valkyria cross Sakura since oh, they Lord. take place in the same time period. There you go. <laughs> take that take that for free, Sega. Just send me a copy. Yeah, I guess I have been sucked into the Sega rabbit hole of uh sort of strategy weird era Japanese era games from Sega because playing that and Sakura Wars back to back I didn't even realize that that was going to be a thing because <laughs> we had Witcher 3 scheduled for the end of May for um, backtrack but not enough people signed up for it and I think somebody had to back out so just like a dead list it's like okay what, who has a decent number of people that we can do a backtrack oh okay Valkyria um that that's the peeling back the layers to how we pick backtracks. Just pick, pick something that has people signed up. Boy, boy, that plays into our biases. We can't get enough people to that have played Witcher Three. Oh, which sucks because I know that a lot of people on staff liked Witcher Three, but I don't think anybody played it long enough to really go into it. At least not for an hour and a half, two hour show. Yeah. Um. Well, in interest well, of this not being an hour and a half, two hour show, can we? Uh, what else? Oh, you finished Forbidden West, didn't you, Josh? Yeah, I find I find that that's mostly what I focused on because that's why I hadn't played too much else this week. It's like I gotta finish Forbidden West. That was good. I'm still not. I don't know. Like the the story, I don't know how much of that I lost just because I didn't play as much of the first game as I originally thought I had. But the the story was kind of okay. They they are certainly setting up for the inevitable sequel of it. The the end of it does shock. Um, but man, the gameplay in that game is that is a really interesting, fun action. You didn't get game. tired of it at the end of two games now. This same stuff. No, right. no. Well, admittedly, I didn't play. It's one of those where I thought I played like 20 or 30 hours of the first game. But after seeing the story in this one, I'm like, 
I don't remember any of this stuff. So I <laughs> you never finished the first one. <laughs> I didn't finish it, but I, I just thought I had played like, you know, two thirds, three quarters. And I'm like, obviously I played way less than I remember. <laughs> my, my mind is saying like, oh yeah, you, you did a bunch. I'm like, nope, nope, obviously nope. not. <laughs> it was okay. I was still able to follow along with what was going on. But the gameplay, the gameplay is a heck of a lot of fun. But, you know. And it looks gorgeous on the PS5. Is, it, just, push, hmm? is it pushing hardware limits? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you can play it on PS4. I don't know what that's like, what the difference is. I know I would get frustrated with any sort of, like, uh, the load times on the PS5 are just non-existent. Yeah. I just have a hard time living with that anymore. You get spoiled with that kind of stuff on PS5 and Xbox. Oh, yeah, you do. Um, the load times in Rune Factory are driving me up the wall. Mm. Mm. But I don't know. Not too much to say about that. Do we have Do we have feedback? Yeah. So our question of the week last week: What guides your choices of player species in the, in a game? Um, from Strawberry Egg, she's like me. I prefer playing as beast folk, even when given the chance. Otherwise, I pick a species race that has a high agility and speed, like the Newmans in Fantasy Star or the Selkies in Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. And then from Mighty Tam, can I be a cut anther anime girl? Yes, okay. Can I be a sexy anther anime girl? All the better. I can be some dude who looks like he's got more chest hair than guys at the local gym? Forget that. Um, That was all of our feedback. It's funny you mentioned that because during an interview this week, um, they announced and for WoW that they're going to be unlocking more race class combinations, including the... um, Long-time meme slash joke, the Tauren rogue. Um, the, the the joke being that Tauren, you know, Taurens couldn't be rogues because they're big cows. But it then became a meme that, you know, uh, mob has no loot, Tauren rogue. So that's going to be available now. And um, my husband, Vaughn, parked the best name ever, which is Where's the Beef? Because they can stealth. I get that joke. <laughs> well, I, it's like I I parked the name Sneaky Beef just because I thought it was funny, and then he, he clapped back, "Where's the beef?" And I I think I laughed for like ten minutes straight because it's like that was the best name. And unfortunately, "Where's the beef?" was too long, and another permeation of that was taken. So he did "Where the beef." But it still works. And he says that he also parked Invisible, but with one L, because two L's was taken. <laughs> oh, Tam has the best clapback for that, too. It's for dinner. <laughs> so, um, I, I t- I'm sorry, Tam's thing about the hairy chest thing just made me think about that, and I had to share. <laughs> um, I don't think we have a new question of the week just yet. I don't know, maybe what what's strategy tactics crossover would you pay to play there you go <laughs> here's one for you kelly one. on the screen oh dragons talent revamp system new class wrath classic ducks <laughs> 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 that a uh, thor meme format's been it's, it's doing work <laughs> Uh, we we watched Thor Ragnarok last night, and I, I forgot how many memes came out of that particular movie. So this new one's going to be 
hilarious. Um, yeah, t- tell us about a, uh, uh, should we say tactics RPG crossover or just RPG crossover? RPG crossover? That sounds good. Uh, yeah. Okay, what what RPG crossover would you like to see in an RPG? I mean, sky's the limit. Do anything. Sakura across Valkyria amuses me to no end. Um, get get creative. Get as creative as you want. I mean, crap. We're in a world where hyperdimension cross second Kagura exists, so nothing's off the table anymore. little bit of silence as i type that out sorry i'm watching more wow memes because i'm an idiot and i don't know how to host a show properly hi Uh, where are the dragon isles here where's the housing system in your heart (laughs) boy people are mad about that aren't they yeah i forgot what was the excuse that they've said that they did they think it would make the world too empty uh whatever let me tell you something. This, there's one thing Final Fantasy players aren't doing. It's hanging out in their houses. <laughs> so you don't need to worry about it. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I mean, I, we I, want I, houses, I, but we're not going to use them, and we're okay with this. Just let it be. Give us the houses. We'll gussy them up, spend millions on decorating them, never go there, and we'll be happy with that. It's this is how it works. Because I've I've never played an MMO with player housing other than 14. And yeah, I bought my apartment. I put a bunch of vendors there. And on occasion, I go there to, you know, put stuff away. So I don't see what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a dumb argument. You would think that WoW would have. Well, yeah, because WoW has, is caving a little bit. Because unlocking the new player race class combinations is kind of a direct reaction to 14 since 14 has no restrictions so i i don't know what what's going on there whatever never mind do, do we want to get into news I, nope I could yeah, let's get into so we've got a second soul hacker summoner guide released um this is a video for the upcoming soul hackers 2 it introduces the concept of covenants oh no covenants chris i'm getting I'm getting Shadowlands. PTSD no, don't say covenants. covenants. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> there are five sources of spiritual energy that are believed to summon the Great One, and when gathered together, the Phantom. And then there's a Phantom Society that's a secret organization led by the, a character called the Iron Mask, who's looking to claim the covenants. While Ringo, we've got from a the Beatles. Beatles? Yeah, no, that's the main character. What? Oh, oh the, the main character. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> You're not allowed. I'm sorry. I I understand Ringo is a cool name, but it's used. You don't get to name your yeah. character Ringo. You don't get to name your character Paul McCartney. You don't get to name your character John Lennon. Um, you call could you name, who, you could call him George all you want. Nobody cares. Um, could you name him Richard Starkey and get the same effect? I don't know who. That's Ringo's real name. Yeah. No. Th- I think you could just do Richard Starkey and no one would notice. <laughs> um. In addition to the story details, the video also introduces the basics of the dungeon exploration. It's pretty much going to work just like how other SMTs work. You have a sword. If you swing it and hit past or hit the guy, you'll get an advantage. Um, if I don't, don't know, Kelly. This is revolutionary. <laughs> this video <Yeah>. sucks. 
Ke- Kelly, there we go. The, yeah. the the video had one big thing. What? There's going to be an enemy in there that communicates through freestyle rapping. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it said. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be an interesting. Are we talking like that Killer B and awesome. Naruto style, like real bad freestyle rapping? I like... don't know. That's just what it said. Okay. It said communicates through freestyle rapping. I'm like. It didn't give an example. It's just what it, what it explained that the character, how the commu- character communicates. I'm like, okay. I didn't realize that the chick in the trailers was the main character. I yep. thought it was the dude. So her name is Ringo? Yeah. Yeah. What? All right. Yeah. Whatever then. I, I mean, good, good on SMT for making a female main character. No, I just... it's totally unrealistic. I, 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 it's killing my sense of, of immersion, Kelly. To have you a need female a sense main of leader. immersion. Yeah. You need a sense of immersion in your digital demon summoning RPG. Yeah, I need it to feel real when I'm talking to this ghost rider guy on a motorcycle. That's With totally not wheels. that's totally not, you know, a copyrighted character. <laughs> uh not ghost rider. Not ghost rider. Yeah. Legally distinct ghost Legally rider. distinct ghost rider. <laughs> I need realism when I'm talking to this two headed cat demon. Dog. <laughs> Orthrus, whatever. Yeah, that's a dog. That's sure. Kind of a whatever. Cerberus. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what this is. I want one as a pet. Oh, the Cerberus? <laughs> no, this. This oh, little piggy little with a pig. horn. <laughs> I cannot remember what those are. They've showed up in SMTs before. All right. <laughs> Do we have other news about this? Anything else come out of it? No, no, Dates? that was pretty much it. Uh, dates so i was writing down something. august 25th and 26th i guess it's worldwide yeah. release more or less yeah, yeah. that's going to be a day one purchase definitely getting the ps5 version because that that game looks gorgeous it's got a cool art style so this was hyped and it's kind of off my radar monochrome mobius rights and wrongs forgotten gets a worldwide pc release yeah yeah that is a terrible terrible title <laughs> So, so this, this is, is another so with a title like game. that, it's got to be an anime game, right? Yeah. Okay. Sort of, I guess. I don't know. I just saw that it was Underwater Ramamama, which is a series. That oh, it's Underwater Ramamama. It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So is this so the it's next a, it's one a in the game? To... Huh? Oh, I'm so confused. Is this an Underwater Ramamama or not? It's a prequel it to it. Okay. It's a prequel. It's it it is starring one of the main characters from the. Uh, from the uh, from those games, so it's like telling Oster's <laughs> from, uh, story from uh, from uh, those games. <laughs> <laughs> I would say their name, but nobody can. <laughs> Uteware Mono, Uteware Ramono, sure. Underwater Ray Romano, Underwater Ray Romano. <laughs> so it's going to tell the backstory of Oster and several of the other characters who kind of show up in those later games are kind of people key news so you're going to run across them in a much earlier uh age and time and this instead of being a tactical rpg and visual novel it's actually just going to be a turn-based rpg oh cool um the pc version is going to launch via steam on september 8th and it's the same date as its japanese playstation 2 and 5 release so I guess we're not getting a PlayStation version of this. Yeah, kind of kind of seemed like it. That the kind of the, the way that was announced, I'm I'm guessing we're only getting the PC version. Seems odd, but okay. Uh, the PC version will feature English, Japanese and traditional Chinese tech support with Japanese voiceovers, and those who purchase it before December 31st will receive a digital art booklet and a 30-track prelude soundtrack. Can I can I say um 
I mean, unless we have evidence of it somewhere, I'm not seeing it. Maybe hold off and make sure the translation's good before you buy this. Because mm. this, this, yeah, this, this is one, one of those situations. Doing it themselves. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those situations I would be real concerned about the, the translation. I want to make sure it's good first. Um, which sucks because that, that those visuals looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you could read Japanese, then no, no worries, right? But yeah, just be cautious. <laughs> um. Oh, that that being said, you're gonna fire up your Bethesda PC launcher to play some classic Bethesda games? Well, no, in fact, I never liked the fact that they had one. Well, good news, it's shutting down. Oh, good. And that those classic titles are not going to be on Steam. So right now they're actually giving away Elder Scrolls Arena and Elder Scrolls Scrolls Two Daggerfall for free, and then um, Advent- Adventures Redguard and Legend Battlespire are going to be six bucks each. Which that that's how I got distracted this morning because I was going to go claim those, and then that's how I found the uh, pet pet housewipper DLC that was coming out that en- enraged me that it's going to be the week I'm gone, but. Regardless, go claim your free Elder Scrolls games. The real question the is... The first game is 26 megabytes in size. Wow. <laughs> I've got it right documents now. bigger than that. Oh, it's downloaded. <laughs> are those... Are these earlier Elder Scrolls any good or even playable? Or I don't, I don't know. I thought off? it was the third one that, that really got people interested in the series, but I really Warwind? don't know. Yeah. The system requirement for Daggerfall. Oh, it requires a 486 DX2 processor. Look now, the out. second Eight game is 911 megabytes, but much larger, <laughs> which is confusing because that'd be bigger than a CD. So how did that work back in the day? Oh, whatever. D- Daggerfall does have cooler visuals, though. There you go. But I don't get my dragon shouts. Or will I get uh, um, guards complaining about arrows to the knee? Afraid not. Sorry, sorry. All my Elder Scrolls knowledge is from Skyrim, as it were. Um, well, that's the meme on. era. Yep. <laughs> that's how I relate to things, memes. Um, that, that being said, are you excited for the Legend of Mana Teardrop Crystal anime? Um, I don't know if I am or not, because I watched this video and there was absolutely nothing really in it. <laughs> yeah, so this trailer just looks like a teaser trailer for an anime that's supposed to be coming out this year. Um, just has, like, concept art and stuff. Yeah. Which is really weird, because Legend of Mana is a visually striking game, so you would think that they would have better visuals for their anime trailer. Well, you would think if the, this is actually coming out this year, they would at least have some clips that are done to show us. Yeah. Uh, slightly worrying? A, a little bit. Um, I, I really don't know. Uh, I haven't watched a Squeenix anime adaptation in a while. Like, I never touched that um, World Ends With You one. So, who knows? But the anime's coming out this year, supposedly. So, we'll probably have more news when we actually have a trailer that shows stuff. We've also got a um, outline for the RPG Maker Unite um, detailed. So we've got the screenshots that kind of shows it off better than I can explain it. Um, basically, it uh, allows users to set up a flowchart of locations and chapters. 
Yep, it looks like if it's one of those things, if you're interested in RPG Maker, it's going to be a useful addition to it. Um, my husband was always lamenting at or telling me just how bad the OG RPG Maker was back in the day, um, especially if you actually know how to program. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure how if if it's improved over the years or not. Um, Chris had the AFK, so I, I'd love to ask him because he's also a programmer, so he'd know better than I would. But it uh, looks kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that being said, um, we've now got Hello Mental Now out, out on early access. This is a permadeath action RPG that sees players passing through and trying to build, rebuild the Eventide Hollow, which is a picturesque kingdom. And it's in early access and to spend a year there and it's going to be 20 bucks for the early access. Ooh. Oh, it's got town building. Oh, goody. Not really a fan of the visuals, though. No, they, it, it's got... God, that is difficult to describe. Uh, trying to be Breath of the Wild, but kind of that is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Calling it like it is. I think that's a title. <laughs> it, it's flatter. It's just not. Yeah, it's definitely not as visually interesting. Yeah, well, Breath of the Wild probably had an army of people working on it compared to this one. Yeah. Um. We've got the. Uh, Kurodo Kaseki Asian PS5 and PC releases announced. Yes. Um, PlayStation 5 version is going to release on July 28th. And then the PC version, where's the date? I don't see uh, the date. PC version, same date. Okay, same same date. Um, not, not on our site, but I also, oh yeah, I guess it, it is on our site. Um, Falcom also announced a PS4 bundle containing all four games in this Cold Steel subseries. Ooh. As yeah. well as the, uh, I guess, the in-between title, Trails into Reverie. Yeah. I, I, I wish they'd bring that here. That way I could get it. Well, I guess I have two of the three. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I right. want to buy them again. <laughs> I, I, I like Falcom will sets. usually accommodate you and remake their games for new platforms. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just, I think that's neat that they've done a box set all for one console. Um, it'd be nice to buy all of them in one console, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's also money I probably shouldn't be spending. <laughs> I like the I like the PS4 versions here. There, it says super price on the front of them. <laughs> so I guess they're discounted. Down to what, like twenty bucks each, or I I don't know, yeah. yen equivalent. Probably still more than that in Japan. Yeah, like thirty bucks super space or price. Something. Because that was partly why I didn't pick up the PS4 versions of two, one and two, because um, they were both forty bucks at launch, and you could still get the PS3 versions for pretty cheap. And I don't know, have those gotten? I'm sure they've been sales, but I don't what? think they printed a ton of the physical versions, did they? Why is there a VR game, Josh? Oh jeez, yeah. Don't uh, let, let's not talk about the VR segment oh, and okay. Trails into Reverie. All right, <laughs> let's not go there. I pr- I prefer to pretend that doesn't exist. Are you grabbing people's chest? Is it one of those? Uh, you're not grabbing, but you're certainly looking, staring at people's chests. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Better or worse than the VR segment in that awful Final Fantasy 15 fishing game. Um, uh, sounds mm. like it's probably worse. At least the at least the gameplay in the fishing game was all right. Yeah, but remember, <laughs> you could look at Sid's chest by leaning over to her yeah. seat. Yeah, yeah, there was that. <sighs> well, we know what they're doing with VR. Anyway, glad someone does. Um, all right. We've got Empire Dukes of the Far Frontier launching in June. Okay, so this says it's Neo Victorian. And it's also alternate version of the Wild West. Do you get any of whatever that word salad is from the screenshots for this? Yeah, I, I no. can. I, I have another descriptor for it. It's called ugly. <laughs> I'm We're with mean Chris today. <laughs> yeah, we're a little punchy. I mean, they just threw a bunch of various asset sets from different packages they bought into one thing, and uh, it's a hodgepodge. Yeah, um, but they're trying to make it look, uh, you know, exotic. And I mean, you know, when, once you get into it, you probably won't be bugged by it anywhere near as much. And you know, if the gameplay and the story is there, who cares, right? So, and those are an- questions I cannot answer for you from screenshots. So you have to wait and see uh, when it comes out and if it's going to be awesome or not. June third. Okay. Um, we've got the Honkai Star Rail closed beta announced. Um, this is by Mihiyo, and it's sub- subsidiary Hoyoverse. So Mihiyo is the uh, Genshin Impact people, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a new game in the co- company sci-fi universe uh, Honkai franchise, and available. For, uh, the closed beta is going to be on PC, iOS, and Android. And I think we were. We were talking about this one last week that it basically looks like sci-fi Genshin Impact. Well, well that, that I don't know. Everything looks now. like Genshin Impact right now. I can't, you know, keep it straight. Uh, Except that last game. Sorry, my cat. <laughs> I'm quiet because my cat's getting ready to jump in the what spot she where doing? she's not allowed. <laughs> I feel like I can hear it too. She's like, thump. No. <laughs> All right, so. We have our Genshin Impact thing. It's a closed beta. It's uh, you can. How do you sign up? Sign up on their official website, PC, iOS, and Android. R-Type Tactics is getting a remake. Yeah, I didn't know that there was an R-Type Tactics. There was. Um, I, I think it was I like a PSP thing. Went, yeah. Yeah, I went to look, and we didn't even have a review back on the old archive. R-Type so. Command is what it was known as over here. Yeah. But it was PSP, so... It's a PSP okay. R-Type tactical game. I'm not surprised no one remembers it. <laughs> so R-Type, Operation Bitter Chocolate. That's a name. I'll take it. Okay, hang on. Can you read the next story? I've got to deal with the cat. <laughs> we got a Kickstarter check-in for Glory Hunters. Um, whoa, that sounds like a dangerous name. All right, what's going on with Glory Hunter? It's a Game Boy Action Adventure RPG. Um, does it actually run on a Game Boy? Yes, actually, you can buy. Uh, there's a reward level where you can get a physical cart. Okay, so programming this with restrictions. Uh, it looks like a Zelda game, very yeah. much. And uh, what can you do if you spend a bazillion dollars? 
Uh, it's already, oh, no longer available. So I already did it. The Boss Creator Box Edition. So what can you do? That's no longer available. Someone already did the 5000 Oh, wait, MX. What are MX? Mexican dollars. Mexican, is it dollars? Pesos? Dollars, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I guess. Okay. Um, so what can, what's actually left? And where, okay. So... 7,000 Mexican dollars was 344 US dollars. So no wonders those went. So what's actually left that you can get? The highest one that you can still get is 2,678 Mexican dollars or 132 US dollars. Glory Hunters Collector Edition includes the digital edition and some other stuff and lots of digital OSDs and access to Discord server, all the sort of good stuff that you get in a Kickstarter. And then if you just want the game, it's like five bucks, five bucks, 30, uh, two, nope, five, nope, 10 US dollars. <laughs> there we go. 10 US dollars. You get the ROM version of the game, dot C- GB, dot GBA, dot CIA. The CIA file, I think, will run on a hack DS. I think that's what that's for. Um, mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. That's uh that's your that's your thing. Go check out the screenshots and the videos of it. See if you're into it. See if you want to back it. Um, obviously we can't speak to the quality of it because it technically doesn't exist yet. So there you go. <laughs> go check it that looks out. Cool. Yep, it's got a nice look to it. Very very Zelda inspired. Zelda Game Boy inspired rather. All right, so we got some new release dates for Fallen Legion. How many times will this game come out? Um, Until people <laughs> like it. Um, Fallen I've not Legion. Heard good things. Go Sorry. The Fallen Legion. Um, is this the new one? Fallen Legion: Rise to Glory and Fallen Legion: Revenants. Both games coming out for PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and S on August 30th in the US, 26 in Europe, and. Uh, then Fallen Legion Revenants will receive a worldwide release for PC on the 23rd. And I guess, I guess maybe it's already worldwide. The other game's already on PC. So, so you got some console yeah. versions coming out in August. You got a PC version of the other one coming out in August. And uh, Fallen Legion Rise to Glory is a combination of Fallen Legion Flames of Rebellion and Fallen Legion Sins of an Empire. Um, Flames of Rebellion was originally Vita. Sins of an Empire was PS4. Um, released simultaneously on ps4 oh it was the ps4 version uh both games are the same story but different viewpoints now you've got a version that's got both viewpoints in it and then you got the follow-up game that was um digitally for ps4 and now all this stuff was combined for pc and switch and oh my gosh all right so all the different versions it's on everything now yeah so more more platforms for that if you care uh, go check that out if you want some more details. Uh, Maglem Lords come to PC on May 30th through Steam. English, Japanese, traditional Chinese, Korean language support. And uh, this, is a, this is an older game. Uh, Maglem Lords been out for a bit on other platforms, so go check yeah, it out. came out earlier this year. Um, Josh played the uh, Switch version, I believe, and was kind of meh on it. Yeah, it's it's meh. The, the, the real problem is the the... the story bits were fine and entertaining and then the combat was kind of meh this is the one where you're a demon lord and you wake up and all of a sudden you're an endangered species so right yeah all right shining force 2 is out on nintendo switch online now so if you if you're paying that extra money for the genesis stuff you can play shining force 2 which if you've bought any genesis collection ever you probably already have 
but now you've got it on yet another system. So that's a thing you could do. Shining Force 2 is really freaking good. Um, probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, probably the reason why you're hearing my voice right now, because if it weren't for that game, I wouldn't be into RPGs. Nice. Um, and if, you, if you're paying for that service, do yourself a favor and play it, because it's one of the best games I think ever made to be hyperbolic for a little bit. We've got Rogue Lords is coming out this week, which I guess we should put into our upcoming, but whatever. Um, oh, wait, no, it's out. It came out this past week. Rogue Lords, did we talk about it last week? It's a party-based roguelike set in the version of the 17th century where mortals and, their, and other entities live side by side. You get to control the devil after he's forced to retreat to hell following a defeat. Um, and then I don't know what you're doing in this game. Is this what, is, what kind of game is this? Is it it's a party based roguelike? So is this like um the what's the one where uh you're you have a party of people and you're descending into madness going into a dungeon over and over um on Switch and PC? Darkest dungeon? That's one. Yeah. Is it like that? I wonder. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. It looks wild, interesting, cool art. I like this look. And then you can see if uh, you're into it, go check out the story. And you can recruit teams of people, including Bloody Mary, Dracula, the White Lady, and Bar- Baron Somedy. Uh, what else we got? We got some uh, got some new early access and uh, some editorials to check out. Um, why don't you tell us our new releases as I get the new early access? Oh, okay. Well, coming out this week, Loot River for PC and Xbox One. We talked about the, that last week. That was the one that looks like Tetris plus a roguelike, or plus a Demon Souls. So it looked seemed really hard and we had no interest in it. <laughs> War, Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gates Demon Hunters comes to PC. What's that about? Is, I don't know, because there's a lot of Warhammer games and I can't keep straight. So many Warhammer straight. games. This is a TRPG, so um, oh, good Lord. that's a good what, sign. What like, the, Yeah. What the Warhammer fans just get tons and tons of games. Don't they get they? so many mediocre choices to choose from, <laughs> and then occasionally a really good one. You know, I mean, uh, Warhammer fans have a lot of money to burn, given how much their miniatures are. Well, no, Not they that... have no money left to burn because of how much their miniatures are. That's true. <laughs> um i don't know is this like an xcom style strategy game or i don't i'm not really sure i can't tell from the screenshots and i haven't been following it so my apologies um but i think they're going for an xcom vibe squad based or turn-based fast-paced tactical rpg so go check that out if you're into it warning uh de nuvo drm is being used on pc then finally citizen sleeper coming out this week for pc mac xbox one xbox series x and s as well as the switch Citizen Sleeper is um, a narrative RPG set on Elrin's Eye, Erl- Erlin's Eye, a ruined space station that homes a thousand of people trying to survive on the edges of an interstellar capitalistic society. That doesn't really tell us anything, right? <laughs> narrative RPG. So, uh, is that like a PC RPG? Are we clicking and talking a lot? I assume. Yeah. Well, go check it out. Uh, it's got a unique look to it. So, um, uh, I-, I like that look and very. Lots of choices. Do you want to steal the dock plans? Do you want to go explore the rotunda? You get you get choices. You get skills. So that's a computer type RPG 
except it's on consoles, so I don't know what's going on. I want to know if it's good. I look forward to our review because um, it looks cool and the very pink aesthetic and all the art. So, what do we got for early access, Kelly? So, Little Witch in the Woods is coming to early access in May, and this is a p- pretty much like a witch simulator. Um, looks very cute. The early access version is going to have around five hours of content. Um, comes out on May 16th. Do not have a price, but the full version expect is expected to launch for PC in 2023, and it's supposed to have 20 hours of content. And this looks really freaking cute. I want to check it out. They'll probably win the full version. There is out. an otter in a conductor uniform. Oh. You gotta, you gotta hug him. So then we've got Peglin, which hits Steam Early Access, and I didn't know that I needed a version of Peggle that had RPG elements. I didn't know there was one. That's what this is. Actually, uh, isn't there pach- already another one like this? I can't remember. I'm not sure. This is a pachinko roguelike. Yeah. This seems like a good idea. Let's do this. Uh, when do I buy it? Take a- you take a small goblin on an adventure through locations, and they have encounters, and each encounter involves you aiming an orb at a Pachinko-like set of pegs. And when I when guess do I buy it, Kelly? Hit, um, the... It's just early access, I huh? think it's on early access right now with a 10% discount until May. Where? And there's a free demo on Steam. Steam? Okay. What, when does the Konami Peggling. DLC come out for it? Shh. Don't give them ideas. There's a free demo for Peglin you can download right now if you want to try it out. See if you want to do the early access or not. Oh, this looks so cute. I, I better that. not get sucked into that. Um, we've got a Life Sim RPG Immortal Life that's on Steam Early Access right now. Um, for Another Life Sim RPG for you, Kelly. Yeah, uh, $17 with a 10% discount until May 4th. And uh, set in a Chinese fantasy world with players controlling a member of the... the Taoist sect devoted to cultivization. So a Chinese Harvest Moon club. But it looks cute. Trees. Forests. Bamboo. And then that's all of our early access. Now we've got some reviews. Yeah, reviews. Um, So Sam Walker reviewed Nobody Saves the World. The weird game from the um, Binding of Isaac folk where you can turn into many different animals and stuff. Um, gave it a 4 out of 5. Said that each form feels unique. Um, the mixing and matching of the forms is refreshing and it has great couch co-op. Um, downsides are pos- positioning specific forms can be challenging in large groups of mobs and gameplay can get repetitive. But Sam has good taste and I always trust in her reviews so if she liked it, it's probably pretty good. I will have to put that on my wish list. And then we've got a Terror Game Bay Pass. review. Oh, well, I don't have Game Pass. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> and then we've got a Terror Bane review from John Jansen. This is kind of the not, or I don't know how you would describe it, the RPG parody about glitches and stuff. Um, he, he gave it a 2.5. There's an Elder Scrolls time. death screen in here. <laughs> Oh, there is? <laughs> you die. Yes, it's very much a soul's death screen. <laughs> oh, you said Elder Scrolls. I, I meant Elder. I meant Elden Ring. Sorry. 
<laughs> oh, it's cool. I do what you meant. Um, gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Said that it has a thoughtful commentary on the gaming industry, and some of the spoofs are funny, and it's a very unique game. But the downsides are some bits are dull. It's very gimmicky, and finding bugs are more like puzzles. Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I trusted what he says, but games like this can be very, very subjective to how much you're getting to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna's been playing There Is No Game, which is of this fame. She finished it. What did she think of it? I thought she liked it. I, th- I thought she did, too. I haven't talked to her in a while. Anna! Did you <laughs> like There Is No Game? She says yes. Okay. So there you go. The quick review for Anna. Yep, quick review. That's a review for you. Yes. <laughs> Slap it I, just, on the box. I kept, I kept getting these two games. Can this this game confused with there is no game because they're kind of of the same ilk. But um, but yeah, that that's our editorials. Woo! What are we going to be playing? Yeah, what are you going to be playing, Kelly? Oh, more, more, more Oh, Factory. come on, do something else. I. I will try to boot up more Valkyria Chronicles tonight. Okay. If, if there is any tornadoes. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> I'm going to keep working on Final Fantasy XIV story. I would like to finish that and then uh, move on to something else. Um, what about you, Josh? Uh, definitely going to play more Valkyria Chronicles. And then I need to, I, I bought like three or four games on for the Steam Deck this week. So I probably ought to play one of them, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do I just keep buying games that are Steam Deck compatible? Is that how that works? I think um, you just buy games that are Steam Deck compatible. Yeah, just spend okay. all your money on Steam because if there's one thing you don't have, it's enough Steam games you don't play. It, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so just now get I gotta on get that. all the Steam Deck games. Mm-hmm. That I Very good. That I don't play. Yep. Oh, the, it, it cracks me up when you are tempted to buy games because they're cheap. Because I think Natural Doctrine went on sale for PS4 this week for like three bucks. And I posted it in our Discord, like, hey, is this worth three bucks? And Alex responded with, hell no. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, j- just checking. Um, because I I had heard some good no. things about the game, but then I heard that it was from Wheels, so you always yeah, have to yeah, take Yeah, this. I was about to say, I think the good things you heard about the game were from Wheels, so your mileage may vary on that one. But Wheels and I have very similar taste in games, so... Well, See, when you get down to $3, Kelly, it's no longer about is it worth the money, it's is it worth your time? Yeah. And the answer apparently is no. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, You never know. Sometimes some games are hidden gems and people just didn't get them or that they just suck it's probably the more likely cause yeah um as for good games our question of the week what uh, rpg crossover would you like to see no limits come, come up oh with this anything. again all right um t- terror bane and there is no game crossover all right there you go except that's the same game yeah <laughs> i don't think about- that works <laughs> You know, this one I'm surprised hasn't happened. Pokemon Cross Digimon. (laughs) Digipoke? Pokemon? Pokey? You can't call it Pokemon. Um, (laughs) Digimon? Pokemon? No, wait. No, they've already done it. Digipokes? Pokedigs? Pokedigits? You have to call it Digipokey. Pikachu and... um, I, I can't think of any Digimon's name. 
uh, Agumon. Most popular Digimon. Let's see. The, uh, the 20 greatest oh. Digimon of all time. Black War Greymon. No, I'm not. That is a terrible name. Omnimon. Uh, no. Gabumon. Gatumon. That's the cat. How about Agumon? That's pretty good. Renamon. Gatum. Did they all end in Mon? Yeah. Wizard Mon? I'm done with this. You know what? I don't want to see this crossover. It's no good if they all end in Mon. <laughs> I, I've seen way too much Rule 34 of Renamon. No thanks. Which Rule 34 do you want to... No, we can't ask that question. <sighs> Unfortunately, no. Let's let's pass. I think it's time to end this show because it's not yeah. going in a good place. <laughs> RJ Kutten says, Kunten, RJ Ko Anten, Kunten, Raccoon number 10, RJ. I don't know what, how to say your name. Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest yeah. Cross Dragon, DBZ. Yeah, Dragon Quest Cross DBZ. Because Toriyama artwork. <laughs> well, Toriyama wouldn't have to draw any more faces for that. Isn't that just Chrono, Cro- Chrono Trigger? Yeah, that too. <sighs> hey, Thanks. I can't give Toriyama too much crap because he makes more money than I do on his art, but draw more faces. <laughs> <laughs> draw more faces, Toriyama. So, I, I will give Toriyama this. He is an excellent monster designer. Mm-hmm. They all still look the same. Well, Every one of his stores? dragons look the same. Well, yeah. Uh, he gets really unique with like different monster types. Poo snakes. And you can't really, when it comes to some of the older RPGs, you kind of have to palette swap to make stuff unique. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap up now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to catch us live 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Answer the question, what RPG crossover would you like to see? Not what rule 34 you would like to see at rpgamer.com. Go to the podcast section. Look for RPG cast post right there in the show thread. I want to thank you for listening. RJ says RJ Kuhn 10. There you go. Three sections. Now I know how to say it. Thank you, RJ. If you'd like to join RJ, oh wait, I already told you how to do that. So instead, I will tell you how to subscribe for the show in a podcast player. Open up your Apple Podcast app or your Overcast or your your Google Podcast, Google Play, and like go search for the podcast RPG Cast and click subscribe. It's free, and then it will give you a new episode every week. You can even leave a review for us in the podcast store that you get us from. And that helps us out, and gets us to more people. And, uh, no, that's it. Stay tuned. Go ahead. Are we going to be try it and say five star only? Five star only? No, I just want reviews, period, at this point. I I don't mind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, we had Monsantos early, earlier. So how do we have Digimon Santos? I don't know. Yeah, we need to make a Digimon Santos game. Now we got this. Now we're getting somewhere with Digimon all right, so I'm looking through our titles. we got to pick a title, which means we need to wrap up the show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye and have fun. And stay tuned for more cool content on RP Gamer's Twitch channel if you're watching live. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.